But Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham in the face? But bro, where's the banjo? Some Cleveland sports shows try to give you hot takes, but only one can give you a big old piece of hot ham. Welcome to Illegal Ham to the Face. Talking all Cleveland sports. And don't forget our Fat Boy Tuesday, where we also ham it up with some fun food topics. Without further ado, let's serve up some ham. Here are the Ham Boys, Fatty, Fatty. and Big Bry. And Big Bry. What is going on, everybody? I am Jared Fatty Bates, and I'm also here with my big fella, Big Bri. What's going on, Big Bri? Hey, man. What's up? All right. Well, a great Cleveland weekend, I, I feel like. I mean, Hell like, yes. You know? Oh, boy. We're, Justin's got new books, so he's got new children books that sound naughty. So, um, Let's hear them. Uh, Brenda's Beaver will be back. Okay, that's all I need to hear. Very all good. right, so on to the show. Our show is brought to you by Harold Keel and the Lake Erie APA. Right? Look at it. Boom. There it is. Cool player. I picked, nice. up, I picked up our shirts. I got shirts here in the background. I got hoodies. I got hats that we will be giving away starting next Tuesday. All right? Awesome. Keep an eye out on Facebook and on well, Facebook and Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. If you are on Twitter right now and you kind of want to join in the show and kind of have fun with us when we bring up the comments, please go to our YouTube channel or our Facebook page, and then you can comment in there. I had to explain how to, Phillips how to do that. So, uh-oh. oh, okay, all right. Craig Foster's three and zero in fantasy. That's where we're at now with fantasy. Oh, he beat me this week. Oh, he beat me. Yeah, I think I lost this week. I lost to Chris. But we'll get into that here a little bit later. But uh, please, if you want to play pool, have a good time. Uh, we have a couple guys that uh, have dropped off on certain teams. And even if you just want to come out on a Wednesday night and just hang out or a Tuesday or pretty much any night of the week, uh, there's always a eight ball, nine ball, or a doubles thing going on. Just get a hold of us here at Illegal Ham of the Face or get a hold of Harold Keel at Lake Erie APA on Facebook. And we'll get you hooked up. If you want to join a team, if you want to bring a team in, let us know. Uh, we got some big stuff going on. We got cash cups, some other tournaments. We have a pig roast. I think it's a pig roast coming up here soon for um, Player Appreciation Week. Uh, Harold puts on a nice spread, and we have a little mini tournament for it. And people just come out, eat, and have a good time. So um, other than that, Bri, we got to get ready for our show because guess what? We got a big one today. We got your Cleveland Browns beating the Pittsburgh Steelers Thursday night football style. And it wasn't super exciting. It wasn't a dumper, but hey, they won. That's all I care about. Sure. Uh, we got your Cleveland Guardians AL Central champs, which we'll get into here a little bit later. We'll talk about the Browns versus Falcons coming up. Right. It's that time of year, Fat Boy Tuesday. We're talking chili and crock pot, baby. Mm-hmm. Time of year because I've already busted out the crock pot. All right. And then our top three guardian players this year. Okay. Whether it be favorites or 
held the team however we want to do it. Uh, Mom's here. Uh, Justin's here. Craig's here. James is here. We got everybody in today. So, what's up? And Jose's here, by the way. And my favorite. Don't tell the rest of them. And our first shout out of the night, Bry, goes to you, big fella. Happy birthday, big man. Your birthday was what, Sunday or Monday? Monday, right? Yesterday. 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 Yep. Happy birthday. How's it feel to be closer to 40? Nah, it's not bad. Okay. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there, but uh, right now, living it up in the 30 life. There's there's Nick coming in. Nick Wallace, happy birthday, Loveless. Mm, appreciate right. you, Nick. Uh, Jose will not let the uh, the Guardian name live. Uh, Jose's Jose's on his little trip where he just kind of likes to just stick the dagger in and just keep poking it. He picks so, a lane and he stays in that lane. Boy, he is in that lane like you wouldn't believe, Bri. Like he is just not moving. <laughs> he is that guy going 35 miles an hour in a fast lane and will not get over. That's that guy. <laughs> Stubborn as it come. All right. Other shout outs we got. Mr. B's. Talk to Vic. We got some gift cards coming. For our show, he wants us back anytime that we want to come back, Brian. I figured here a little later on throughout the winter, we might do a Sunday game up there together with Mr. P's, get some food, get some people together, and have a good time up there on Sunday for one of the games. Probably one of the away games, right? Yeah. And then other than that, I am done with shout outs, bud. How you doing? You got any shout outs? Yeah, I guess you touched on it. Um, celebrate, really celebrate my birthday since uh, since kickoff on Thursday. To be honest, because it's just been a big party and it's been a blast these last few days. And there's just a ton of people to thank. Um, you know, I, I don't really love birthdays because I don't love to be the center of attention, believe it or not. So I get all the love on all the text messages and Facebook messages and everything, and I'm not super comfortable with that. But I mean, it's just incredibly humbling and it always means a ton to me so you know i thank my mother my mother-in-law my wife um you know just showing lots of love this past weekend uh we went to some friends house uh, the labuglios had a a cookout and uh asked whatever anything i wanted they would cook for me so uh they're showing me some love on saturday went out with the boys to watch the games at uh Hooli house on sunday Got my drinks paid for. So, uh, so I mean, just between the football, the baseball, you know, birthday celebrations, it was just an unbelievable past couple of days. So, everybody that had a hand in that, I thank you very much. All right, man. You definitely had a good birthday then. I'm telling you, man. It was, I mean, I don't, I don't honestly, I played a little golf Saturday with my wife and uh, another couple. And, uh, yeah, I don't know how it could have gotten any better, to be honest. Started Jeez. with the win against the Steelers. Had we lost to the Steelers, it might have been completely different. I don't know. Might have gone downhill after that. It very well. I, I wouldn't have been in the right state of mind. I'm telling you. I know. What are you drinking right now? What do you got? A little bush latte? Uh, one. No, one of the guys um at the cookout. Uh, shout out to Brian who got me uh, uh dogfish head pumpkin Ooh, ale. Nice. So I've had. I think I got one left. So this nice. is one. When I went out with my mom and wife on uh, Friday night, they all run together, uh, I got Moosehead. It's been a long time since I had Moosehead. So I had one at uh, PJ Marley's here in Medina, and I 
saw it at uh at drug mart when i was going to get some beers the other day and i thought well i'll pick that up i kind of like that so i got some moose head i got some pumpkin dogfish ale life is good i'm telling you all right well i found this glorious gem bry this is mixed long island iced tea mix company really? giving it a little shot tonight to see how it uh what it do you handled. think well hold on is it a peach tea Mm-mm. Just regular, uh, like twisted tea, kind of. Yeah, it was not. No, it's a Long Island, it's actually not bad. Oh, now you're talking. You better be it's like careful 12, with those 12% alcohol on this thing. That's what I'm saying. I'll tell you what, Jose would be clicking on this one. <laughs> we, uh, right. a couple weeks ago, I didn't tell you a couple weeks ago, my wife had, um, had these 12 ounce cans, they were white Russians, and they were like 14% alcohol. I had one. One and I told her like two hours later, I'm like, I'm still feeling that thing, so you gotta be careful sometimes with some of those. Sneak up, read the label. Mm -hmm. I'm not driving anywhere, we're good. That's right, amen. And Justin chimes in, he goes, Get ready for fatty fails. Still got the banners, still got them. That's right. It's been a while since, yep, yep. Here's what you're gonna see just a big old, yep, fatty (laughs) fail. That's all right, you're still in here too. Bry fail. <laughs> yours is sideways though. That's because yours is that much better. I like that. Yep. Big time right. fail. <laughs> well, Brian, let's get into our trivia. Let's get our show started. Let's get into our trivia real quick. Mm-hmm. Get and get our uh, little uh little uh Our trivia today is brought to you by Papa V um, and Curb Appeal Landscaping for the short time being. So get a hold of Papa V at CurbAppeal419.com. It's a quick one, Brian. It's a quick one. So it's your oh, turn get... for this week. It's my turn. All right. So figured, what do you got? Um, yeah, I figured I'd uh, I'd throw Guardians one at you since uh, since we're wow. kind of celebrating them the last couple days. Yeah. Hold the phone. Yeah. It is. Football season. It is college football season. It is NFL season. And you're throwing me Gardo's trivia? That's right. Oh, I love you, Bri. Let's do it. I feel bad now if you're building that up because it's not really a complimentary trivia for the Guardians. But oh. anywho, well, it kind of is. It, it depends on how you take it. Um, wow. The Guardians have the fourth lowest um, payroll in the major Mm -hmm. leagues and the uh dodgers have the highest so Mm -hmm. give me the difference between the dodgers payroll and the guardians payroll and if you're within five mil i'll uh i'll allow now i know where you're going with this bry but to be the fourth lowest paid and still that's what that's what i'm that's why i said it's kind of like a compliment impressive all right, right, so we are going to get in because we do have a lot of Cleveland headlines to get in real quick. That's our little one hitter. So give us one right now. Hey. 
But I almost want to drop the banjo and get that thing playing for our intro. Oh, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, I we love like the banjo. We love the banjo too much. All right, Brian. Uh, Cleveland headlines this week. Uh, the biggest headline so far is your Cleveland Guardians are AL Central champions. Uh, they clinched with the one game with the White Sox with a Quan Grand Slam to close out the win over, I think it was Texas. I don't know who the hell they were playing. I was cheering. Mm-hmm. At the bar. Sounds right. So congratulations to them. Congratulations to Tito. This team has been on a magical ride. Um, I even put out on Twitter, you know, both you and I thought this team would be around 500. Um, they're a little bit above that, but this team is a little different than what everybody kind of expected. Um, they're tough, gritty, just won't say die team. And it kind of shows, it kind of shows Tito's personality too. So thank God for that. Uh, the other headline news, Bri, Miles Garrett was in a single car accident trying to swerve to miss an animal, lost control on a wet road, rolled his vehicle, I think, like three or four times, and then was taken to a hospital. Now, they are we have already heard no major injuries, no life-threatening injuries for him and the passenger. Um, there was rumors about a broken wrist. That has been nixed, uh, just bang scroops and bruises right now from mm-hmm. what we hear. Um so those are kind of the two biggest headlines. Brian, you want to hit on both of those? Yeah, we'll start with the good, with the Guardians. Um, it just an impressive, impressive performance, uh, especially the last three weeks. Ever since that Seattle series, I think they're like 18-3, and three, which is, I mean, they're winning the games when they have to. And I looked at the standings earlier today, and they didn't just win – the central they ran away with it. I mean, they're 10 games up now on uh, the white Sox. I think 12 games on the twins. And it was like, doesn't seem that long ago that, uh, that we were talking about them catching us and how it's going to come down to the wire. And uh, you know, thank God we have those six games at the end of the season against the Royals. I mean, those are irrelevant now just because they handled their business and, you know, it's just a total team effort. And you really think back to where we were at the start of the season. And it's like, well, I know Bieber. I know Ramirez. I, you know, Klasse, I've heard stuff about him. But he got in trouble with uh, with PEDs not too long ago. So I don't know if you can count on him. And it's like, I, I don't really don't know who else on the team we can really count on. Quantrill, kind of. Uh, McKenzie, we've been hearing for years about how he's supposed to be good. And, just everything came together and who knows who knows if it's uh the players just taking accountability for themselves who knows if it's tito and uh you know his magic sauce that he has because something something turned in this team and uh man they just they knows the grindstone and they just have been grinding the whole year and uh you know it's really been fun to watch them the last few weeks uh, and tito's magic sauce is double bubble and red man so if you guys don't take know it that, it works uh, you know either red man or levi i'm not sure exactly what he choose but you know that's whatever works for him works for the team so it kind of works out all around and uh craig chimed in and said he has a sprained miles has a sprained shoulder and a sprained bicep hmm. so i mean with the size of his biceps i don't know how you strain that thing but you know we'll yeah. go from there how do you feel about the uh Miles Garrett news, because it's definitely, um, you know, one of the guys came out and said, if you're not 
everybody's worried about Sunday. Don't worry about Sunday. That br- car accident looked brutal. And just for him to come out just with minor injuries is a godsend. And, you know, that's something amazing. Uh, I don't know how people can get in a car accident like that and come out on the other end, especially after rolling a car that many times, but he did. So, Brian, what do you think about that news? Yeah, I just saw the body cam video maybe a couple hours ago, and, yeah, it looked like he was kind of flexing his arm. He was sitting up, just kind of flexing his arm, and they were asking him to move it and this and that, and, and then he stood up and took a walk. And, I mean, he seemed to be, you know, for flipping a car several times, he seemed to be – you know, okay, all things considered, but, um, yeah, it's still a major car accident and thankfully they were both wearing their seatbelts. So my God, let this be a lesson to everybody out there who's on the roads. Cause you never know where a deer can jump out in front of you and you're going to have to swerve and you better be wearing your seatbelt. So thankfully they're both able to walk away from it. How long he's going to be out. I don't know. Um, at this point, it seems kind of like an afterthought, but you know, we're a sports show, so uh, so we're talking about the effect it's going to have on the Browns, and it's not good. Their pass rush has been uh, kind of non-existent um, with Clowney being out, and Miles is able to get some of a pass rush, but they're double and triple teaming him, so it's hard for him to get too much traction. So, you know, Winovich is out too. Uh, it's kind of scary thinking about uh, – thinking about how we're going to be without Miles and Clowney. I, I just said what, last week or two weeks ago, I think they could potentially be your two best players on defense. And yeah. you're going to be without them for for sure a winnable game this week. And now it looks like it could be three winnable games in a row if uh, if the Chargers and the Patriots are without their quarterbacks. So, well, and you also have in Walker. Walker going yep. down for the year. Sure. Right. Phillips coming in now, JOK with a groin injury, which I think he's going to be okay, but we'll see what happens. It's going to mm-hmm. be a tough stretch here, Bri. But like you said, with Mac Jones going down, with Herbert being still banged up and hurt, and I mean they, they signed did they sign Cam Newton today? Did I see them sign Cam? Did Newton? they? I didn't see that. I think they did because I think the they Patriots put, did. Yeah, because I think they put Mac Jones on IR. Either that or somebody was messing with me and I just caught a glance of it and I was like, Oh wow, that's kind of <laughs> Shocking, but yeah, those are definitely some big headlines for your Cleveland sports news. Um, there was something else I wanted to ask you. Now, did oh, that was what so, um, Sunday while you were out and about watching all your stuff, did you actually watch the Guardians clinch it up? Uh, I did, I didn't get to watch the end of the game, so I didn't see the Quan, um, home run. But I watched, I think they were up 6-2 to two or something when we left because uh, it started a little bit later. And so we just watched the 1 o'clock games. And then we, but it was nice to, to be out and to watch them and, uh, yeah, finally get a chance to I – mean, there's just so much going on. But, you know, whenever I was kind of disinterested in the football, I would definitely turn to the Guardians. Well, Bri, they've made the playoffs again with a very young team, Tito Francona, this front office – you know, a lot of people had doubts. We had our doubts. Um, but this team's going to playoffs. Now, I don't know if they're going to make any noise in the playoffs. And when we get to the playoffs, we'll talk a little bit more about it. But for right now, you have a good solid week, week and a half to get people healed up, to get people some time off and get them rested up before the playoffs happen. 
So, Bri, with these playoffs around the corner, how are you feeling about your Cleveland Guardians chances in the playoffs, knowing that you got juggernauts like the Yankees with Aaron Judge? I mean, just I, I mean, it's going to be they're going to have to play Cleveland Guardian baseball. They can't keep up with the the home run hitters. They're just going to have to be one of those pain the ass teams that will just point you to death and just end you at the end with class A. I mean, how do you feel about it? It, it, You're in the dance, so you got a chance. Um, Certainly nobody's going to pick them to do a whole lot. Nobody picked them to do a whole lot this whole year. So it shouldn't be much of a surprise to anybody. Um, And, you know, the Yankees have the household names. The Yankees have the stats to back it up. So the Yankees probably should beat us if it comes down to the Yankees and the Astros, if it comes down to a series against them. Um, but who knows? You know, baseball's a crazy sport. You get two pitchers that are, get hot at the right time, and, you know, you get a to- couple timely hits like the Guardians like to do lately. Um, yeah, you can win a 2 nothing game. You can win a – you know, a five to three game or something like that. I don't think it's impossible or anything like that, but uh, certainly it's going to be uphill battle, but yeah, I'll take my chances. We're not supposed to be here. So I know it's kind of a played, uh, played out saying, but you're kind of playing with house money. So enjoy it. We don't, it's not like the Cavs when, uh, when there's so much pressure on us to win a title and, you know, making it to the finals and when, you know, just enjoy it. Enjoy the ride and uh, have fun and don't get too down if uh, if we start losing or if we drop a game here or there. Well, yeah, and then the, you have the fact of the way this team came together this year. You know, at the beginning, we've had our ups and downs. We had like a 10-game losing streak. We had all this other stuff that happened. People getting injured, starting pitchers being injured, you know, key players getting hurt. Like we had that uh, Jose got hurt for a little bit with his hand and wasn't hitting the ball right. You had Owen Miller back and forth. You had Framil Reyes, who didn't work out for us and got shipped off somewhere else. We brought in somebody else. You had question marks everywhere, uh, outfield especially. You have potentially the rookie of the year in Quan, And if he doesn't win it, I don't know who the heck does because that kid, Tito saw something in that kid, put him right in the one hole, and that kid has just been fire for this team. Because as soon as he gets on base, it's pretty much stolen base. I He's just – kid's something special, and he plays hard. God, does he play hard. But the back end of this team with the bullpen and Class A, Brian, I'm actually really excited about this team because you know something? Everybody had this team last in the division, might sneak one in. They had the Twins, the Sox, everybody above them. And you know something? You know what they did to those guys? You said it. They ran away. Five-game series with the Twins, you win four out of five. Last three games with the White Sox, you sweep them. And you don't even sweep them, Bry. You take the heart out of them. I remember Bo Nail- or uh, Josh Naylor over the awning looking at the White Sox going like this, going, keep talking shit. Keep talking shit. <laughs> That's all it was is they just talked, and then they just came out. And This team is going to be something special. I really do. I hope that they stay healthy enough, and I hope that Bieber McKenzie can stick together and get at least one good series, especially for this young team. I don't expect World Series, Bri. I really don't, but I want a good series from this team. Either A, you know, you're losing seven or six, but 
you have a, such a young team. They're all coming back next year, Bri. All of them. Mm-hmm. And it's good. You know, if, if Savale can find his groove, you know, he, he was the winning pitcher on Sunday. Uh, he's kind of had a tough go of it with injuries and whatnot. But if he can, you know, find a little magic. And Cal Quantrill's kind of the, the slept on guy. I heard oh. something the other day that we're 15 and 0 of his last 15 starts. Now, he hasn't won them all, but we've won the last 15 times that he takes them out. That's just oh, absurd to me. So he must be doing something right. Well, you also remember the year that, oh, God, who was it that pitched? I think it was Bauer. Somebody pitched, and he just couldn't get to run support. He was like 6 mm-hmm. and 10, but he couldn't get to run support. But his ERA was like under 2. And they're like, how do you not win when you got this guy, but you're still losing game? Uh, even the Kluber effect. It seemed like every time Kluber was on the mound, all you needed to do was score two runs, and we couldn't even do that half the time. So, but this team is going to be something special. We'll talk more about this team coming up later, right before playoffs. We'll do our playoff predictions once everything's all set up. I mean, we still got some wild cards out there. But your Indians are right, or Guardians are right there. I, I still have a problem saying that, Brian. It's so hard. Jose keeps chirping to my head. A couple years. <laughs> but, you know something? First-year Guardians going to the playoffs for your first time. Pretty so, sweet. Bri, you ready to talk some football? You know it. I know you are. All right. Thursday you night football. Your Cleveland Browns went out and beat the Pittsburgh Steelers and Mitch Trubisky. So, Bry, why don't you take over on this one? Give us your takeaways from this game. The good, the bad, and the ugly. The good was was the offense, again, which is kind of crazy that uh, we were all counting on the defense to carry us the first four weeks to hopefully at least three wins, and it's kind of been the opposite. And the offense has really stepped up, and guys – every single week. First week it was DPJ. Last week it was um, Mari Cooper had a big game. This past week, uh, Dave Njoku got his number called and guys keep stepping up and it's and Chubb is there every single week. So I feel like, uh, you know, we don't talk about him nearly enough because of the impact that he has on the team. But it's like, you know, we all know he's great. We all know this offensive line is great. So we expect nothing less and he keeps producing every single week and Hunt's been kind of up and down a little bit, but he's been there, you know, the best backup in the league, if you want to call him a backup. But uh, yeah, this offense continues to impress me. Jacoby Brissett seems like he's getting better. Um, you know, maybe Andrew Barry isn't that stupid for, uh, for getting rid of Baker Mayfield for not going after Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe he knew what he was doing through, through three weeks. He looks like a genius, but um. We'll see what the uh, what the future holds for for Brissett and for this offense. But right now, it, it's something impressive. They have a plan. They stick to the plan. They don't veer from it, and it seems like they have a lot of success. So even against the vaunted Pittsburgh Steelers defense, which I know they're, they're without T.J. Watt, so you know whatever you can say, maybe they're not at full strength. Right. I mean, I know T.J. Watt is a defensive player of the year and all this other stuff. That still have always been a pain-in-the-ass defense to play against. Sure. And one stat that really stuck out to me, 
you're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Blitzburg. Everyone calls him Blitzburg. Okay. Do you know what Joe, Jacoby Brissett's rating was against the Blitz on Thursday night? God, wasn't he like, I was going to say, he wasn't he like 10 to 10? Perfect. I don't know what his stats were. I just know he had a perfect passer rating against the Blitz, which unheard of. I mean, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers do that kind of stuff. Jacoby Brissett doesn't. Yeah, I understand. We're not asking him to throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns, but, uh, yeah, man, I, I'm just very impressed by him. It kind of makes me wonder what the heck we were doing in that first game again. But uh, but we're past it. We got a win out of it. So the defense, I mean, give them credit. We'll get to the good first. Give them credit. They stepped up in the second half. Uh, that first drive of the second half, uh, Pittsburgh was kind of doing whatever they wanted and I kind of had a bad feeling like, how are you letting Mitch Trubisky do this to you? But then after that, they put the clamps down, three and out, three and out, three and out. And it was an impressive, impressive performance by the defense. So give them a lot of credit. The offense gave us a chance to win, and the defense closed the door on it. Yes, they did. Uh, Good for me. I'm kind of with you. Nick Chubb, I mean, you can't say enough about Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is just – he is – I, Bri, I can almost say if we would actually give him the ball, like Derrick Henry, there'll be nobody in the NFL can touch him. Uh, there, There's just his vision, the way he runs is just something that but you don't see anymore, Bri. You really don't. And it's, mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's got the, with Derrick Henry, you got the one cut and then the power. But with him, you got the one cut and then he could be gone. Like the one that he tried to hurdle over Minka. Thank God Minka tried because if he didn't, Chubb was gone. There was no, <laughs> there's a couple of them that, he, and <laughs> I still love the TPJ tackling him. I texted you that and I started laughing. Mm-hmm. The only person to save the tackle was DPJ, just took him out to legs. Damn it, DPJ. Yep. Yep. But I mean, you're going to have that when you're blocking downfield. I get that. But man, he's just something else. But also, Ninjoku, like you said, Joker got nine catches for I think it was just under 100 yards. He had like 76 or something like that. And Cooper, I can't say enough about Cooper. Um, now, granted, the one pass that he did not catch that Jacoby bulleted right at him, I uh, hit him right in the shoulder pad and jumped off about another 30 yards downfield there at the end. But Bry, to have this guy come here, traded from the Cowboys to come to Cleveland. And to buy into this system, this system is built for him. Yeah. I mean, it's the route running, everything else that this guy does is unreal. And especially on that third and one call, to have the balls to call a play action and throw it downfield to a wide open Cooper that if he just had a little bit more separation, he could have taken that to the house. Just a little bit more, but still, it just, oh, oh. night, Justin. Have a good one. Somebody's going to bed already, but oh, um, it's it's getting to be that season. So, sure. but yeah, it just this offense is just something special. I I didn't I didn't predict Brissett to be this way. I, I don't think anybody did. I thought it was just to be all right. Well, you're just going to run the offense, just running off. He's a top ten quarterback, right? Top ten. Like it's Jacoby Brissett is a top ten quarterback, right? <laughs> like. Re- yeah. Repeat it back to me. Like 
And the thing is that's frustrating now is he's doing the shit that Baker should have been doing. But Baker didn't want to do that. If Baker would have just been like, all right, oh, there's the pass. I'll throw it there. It'd be a whole mm-hmm. different story. So mm-hmm. uh, let's go with yeah. the, do you have a bad, Bri? Um, the, the defense a little bit worried me in the first half. And like I said, the first drive of the second half looked like, um, you know, Trubisky and that offense, which is not a good offense. They were kind of doing whatever they wanted. They were just marching the ball down the field on us. But in the same breath, you're not going to shut teams out. It's the NFL. These guys are professionals too. Najee Harris didn't do a whole lot against us. People were talking about how great he is. And, and frankly, Najee Harris and Joe Mixon, other guys in the division, they are not on Nick Chubb's level. And, and people, I don't know if they get mixed up with the fantasy uh, points and the rankings and all that, and that's why they think that these guys are kind of on – Look at the yards per carry. It's, they're not even in the same stadium. So give me a break on that. But Najee Harris is still a good player. They have good receivers. Trubisky's not bad. Trubisky and Brissett probably are about the same, uh, if we want to be honest. Uh, but Brissett's just a very smart quarterback. Um, you know, he the number one thing is he does not turn the ball over. And like you said, that's what we wanted from Baker last year. We're saying, Baker, if you just follow this game plan, we can win with our run game and our defense. And Baker, whether he he tried to take too many chances or he just wasn't able to, uh, you know, take just what the defense gave him. I mean, I I said to you, the Njoku, uh, all his yardage came on like the same play. Go five yards, turn around, and I'll get it to you. And mm-hmm. And they just kept giving it to him time and time and time and time again. And so we kept taking it. You know, that's not going to get it on Sports Center. That's not going to be a one-handed catch that people are talking about like crazy. Um, yeah, it's not, but it's it's, not it's effective. Be, yeah, it's not going to be the Travis Kelsey down the field kind of. Pickens, that Pickens catch that oh, all they're God. talking about on Monday was the Pickens catch, and is it time for Kenny Pickett to take over? They they don't want. They have no interest in talking about the Browns. No, because you know why. We're not a flashy story now. Everything's settled. Watson's on the bench until... Well, they have it out. Right. They have it out for the Browns and the ownership. And, and don't get me started. And like you said, for these people that don't see the yardage numbers in between, Najee Harris probably touches the ball almost twice as much as Nick Chubb. I would say it would be a close to it because he's the only back they have. You know, with us having Kareem Hunt, we can save Nick Chubb for some things. But also, watching Nick Chubb even catch the ball, everybody's like, he can't catch the ball in the backfield. I've seen him do it multiple times and actually make big gains out of it. It's not that he can't do it. It's just they think that Kareem Hunt's a little bit more shiftier than he is because he likes to go north and south with one cut, while Kareem can make a couple cuts and then go. And, you know, you have that one-two punch. You can't you can't walk away from that one-two punch. Now, I do have an ugly, Bri. And my ugly... Mm-hmm. Good God is our special teams. Bry, they lined sure. up for the onside kick. I almost had a heart attack. Nobody even come close to the ball. They were nowhere near that ball as it went out of bounds. I'm like, what are you guys doing? You didn't learn from last week or Sunday? It wasn't even last week. You didn't learn from Sunday to just mm-hmm. jump on that damn thing? Like, what is going on with our special teams, Bry? 
And I know we anointed him very early because he made a game winner. We're going to have some up and downs with our kicker, Bri. There's going to be peaks and valleys with that kid because missing extra points, mm -mm. it's not going to cut it, bud. You got to make those. I know, you know, back in college, it's just a chip shot from two yards out. Not anymore. You got to make a 40 yarder to get us an extra point. You know, you can't, can't do this. Can't miss the extra points. Those no, are what killed Right. And um, it's, it's almost, it was almost maybe, and I'm part of it. So I'll take the blame also. It was almost disrespectful to Phil Dawson. You know, all the praise that we were giving Cade York. Cade York has not kicked in Cleveland conditions. Thursday night, it was windy. And those were Cleveland conditions. So he got a small taste of what it's going to be like. Now, in Atlanta, I have all the confidence in the world in him kicking in a dome. But kicking oh, yeah. in Brown Stadium is just a different league. And it's something that no matter how much he practices throughout the summer, you got to do it in September, October, November, December to really understand how it's going to be. Um, and I think we saw Boswell miss a 50-yarder. Um, so he's that, that was the probably first top one. 10. Yeah, he never laughed kicker so in the league. Hard. He missed. Oh, Brian, watch that kick. I never laughed so hard. He kicked it. It looked like it was going to be completely perfect. And he's getting yeah. ready to headbutt his little holder and high-five everybody. And then it did one of these. And just Yeah, you right saw right him. Down. You saw him even do it on the sidelines. Like, yeah, down and then. He was uh-huh. right in the middle. I don't know what happened. Uh, Cleveland yeah. happened, brother. Welcome to Lake that's, Erie. That's, that's how it is. Yeah, you think no way the wind can push it that far. Well, you kind of have to aim for that left upright and it'll push it back to the center. And so it's hard for a kicker to do. But, um, yeah, special teams, like you said, yeah. just yeah. give me the heebie-jeebies. It, Jerome Ford, like, returned one out of the end zone for kind of like the 12-yard line or something yeah. like that. Yeah. He's a rookie, too. So well, they got to be better. Was inactive. That's another one. Demetri Felt was inactive. They mm-hmm. brought in um, – God, it went – isn't he a Michigan guy? Rogers? Who's it? Chester Rogers? No. Yeah. I don't he didn't go to Michigan. I don't know where he went. Why do I always think I think maybe he went Rod- to like Western or Eastern Michigan or something? Okay. But he's our new punt returner now. Like he did gotta, okay. Well, they gotta figure it out, Brian. They get I understand that our uh, guy that we signed was supposed to be our kick returner uh with uh Jakeem Grant. Mm-hmm. And Sorry, you got hurt, but you got to fix this because something's got to happen because you can't have what we've been going through with a revolving door of returners with Ford taking kickoffs in the end zone, running them out with Felton trying to, you know, just find one, find one, look at him, say, all I need you to do is wave your hand in the air, fair catch and catch the damn ball. I don't need you to do anything special. Don't do anything special. Just catch the ball. That's Mm -hmm. it. So, on that note, Bry, let's get into our let's see here. Let's get into our big O player of the week, Bry. Now we've had Sunday, which we already covered on Tuesday. <coughs> and we got Thursday that we're covering now. So your Steeler game, big O of the week. And you can have two. I'm gonna give you two this week. Really? Yes. Okay. I'll take the free I space it, and I'll I think it deserves two. Yep, I'll take the free one. I'll take uh, David Njoku as my number one. 
Uh, I've been hard on him because you get that kind of payday. I'm expecting you uh, to get more than 20 yards, and I don't think that's too much to ask. And that, but that his touchdown catch was a thing of beauty. That was we saw why they paid him. That was the athleticism front page right there. You, you throw it up to him, throw it high, let him jump, and let him make a play. And so that was very impressive. And, you know, I know he's been doing his duties as a blocker, uh, but that doesn't show up in the stat sheets. That's not why you got paid all that money. You have to make plays. You have to give us yards, give us first downs, and he did it. And, you know, I'm not expecting that every week, but the defense gave it to him. He took it. You know, I know he's, he just caught it five yards from the line of scrimmage, but he made plays and he picked up the extra yards after that. So he would be my first one. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, my second one is a guy who maybe some people don't even know his name, but he's really had a huge uh, impact this year. And with Nick Harris going down in the preseason, we didn't know what we had with this guy, Posick, from uh, – Seattle. From Seattle, a lot of us didn't even know how to pronounce his name, to be honest. But, uh, man, I mean, I don't know whether to give him credit or to give Bill Callahan credit, but it's working. I I mean, I'm not a PFF guy, but sounds like he's grading out as one of the top centers in the league, which, my goodness, I mean, to tell us that we have that, a guy we just kind of signed off the streets, um, yeah, he's been doing a great job. I don't know if he's been one of the best. I don't know that those metrics, I haven't been watching it that closely, but I don't hear much from him. I see him make some blocks when he's pulling around, and you know he's not giving up the big sack up the middle. So, yeah, he's a guy who it's a thankless job being a center. People only notice you when you snap it high or snap it low or you get blown off the ball or you know everyone else around you false starts and you're stuck holding the ball. But um He's been doing a great job. Let's just hope he keeps it up. And uh, I'm going to piggyback one off of you, David Njoku. Um, the one drop that he did have, I mean, he completely got taken out of that play. That was, I mean, he did a helicopter in the air. And, you know, something, I'm not going to fault him for not coming down with that one because that would have been one of the tough catch, toughest catches I've seen in a while because he had his hands on it. But when you're being flipped around to land on your head, it's hard to hold on to that thing, Bry. And then uh, my second and Jacoby Brissett. Um, you're doing everything that Ke- Kevin Stefanski right now calling offensive plays is looking great. Um, he is mixing everything up. And like I said, to call that third and one, that play action on third and one and hitting Cooper downfield for that huge chunk play. Uh, you, you can't, you know, you, I thought Brissett was going to be a little worse than this. Um, actually, I thought it was going to be worse than a lot of things. But I got to go with my boy Nick Paulus, who is on the uh, who is the conductor of the Jacoby Brissett train, and I'm going to go choo choo because he's actually managing this team the way it should be managed, especially with all the talent. You get it out in their hands and let them go. I mean, you got Cooper, you got Njoku, you got Hunt, and you got Chubb. Hit him in the hands and let him run. Let him run this offense. So that's my big O's of the week. Uh, big D of the week, Bri. And I only got one, and it's a sad one that I say. Um, 
Brian left me. I think his phone died. No, he's back. Why'd you leave I'm me? Back. It just happened. Just blinked. Oh, yeah, okay. I got plenty of battery. Um, we're losing Anthony Walker for the rest of the season, uh, which is a huge sad note. Uh, but that man, especially with the, uh, let's just call it for what it is, uh, some uh, bullshit stealer move after the man's already down and hurt and you jump on his back. Um, you know, that guy <laughs> he frog splashed him. How did that not get a flag? I don't understand. I, I, I don't know how it got a flag, but I'm sitting there laughing because they're like, did you see this? And then they played it back. I'm like, what a piece of shit that guy is. He's already down. He ain't moving. Got He's down with his, yeah, with his face in the dirt. He wasn't, yeah, he wasn't trying to get back up. He just, yeah, pseudo bombed him right there and like, oh, okay. Like, kind of like in the UFC when they knock a guy out and they run and punch him again. Like, he's already knocked out. <laughs> Got to make sure he's out. Got to make sure he's out, Bri. My goodness. So, Bri, why don't you give me your big D of the week? Yeah, uh, and to piggyback off yours, um, with loss comes opportunity. And certainly we're going to miss Walker and his leadership for that defense, but hey, it's Jacobs Phillips time. This is his opportunity to step up. He made some plays. Um, uh, he had a big sack on third down to get us off the field and the fourth, I believe. And so, and the pass, I break. was encouraged. Yeah, Don't right. That pass breakup, he was trailing and he actually got in there and broke that thing up. It was, yeah, with JOK down and with uh, Walker down we need somebody to step up talkie talkie made a play in the past defense and um but i think jacob phillips i know he's young and you know he hasn't had a ton of experience because he missed most of last year but uh this this is going to be his best chance and I, i'm not sure 100 percent on walker's uh contract status but if if phillips can step up and prove that he can be the guy in the middle of our defense yeah, I mean, the job is his going forward. So I'm really excited to see how he does that because I think he has a ton of potential. All right. Now, Brian, do you have a just not my day player of the week? I do. All right. Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? You go first. I don't want to be the pair of bad news. No, I'm gonna, I think you and I might be on the same page. Uh, Denzel Ward. Just not my day. You had a couple of blown coverages, and then you had the Pickens catch that was. Eh. Um, you're going to play shutdown corner, then be a shutdown corner. You made some great plays. I'm not saying you didn't, but you're the leader of that cornerback room, um, and you need to step up a little bit more to what you are right now. So I'm just going to say it's just not my day. Denzel you Ward. Are correct. He played okay, but you he are just correct. So, wow, Brian, yeah. look, I, I can actually admit that an Ohio State guy had a just not <clears throat> Yeah, and, I mean, as tough as I've been on the Joku, I guess I should have the equal uh, feelings towards Denzel Ward because he got a giant payday, and he's paid like he's a top five cornerback in the league. So that's what we need to expect. And I saw uh, Deontay Johnson, who's a fine receiver, you know, probably top 20 in the league. But uh, but if you want to be a top five corner, you got to shut shut down top five, top twenty uh, wide receivers, and he just didn't do it. I saw 
Johnson make catch after catch after catch on him. And I think he shadowed Johnson most of the night. Um, I didn't watch it that closely, but every time I saw Johnson make a catch, it was, it was Denzel on him. And it, I mean, leads me to think this point through three games this season, like is Greg Newsom our number one cornerback? Um, I, I don't know what it is with Denzel. I know he can rebound. I've seen it before. I've seen him have top performances, but he just has to get refocused and he has to play like he's the top corner in the NFL because uh, whatever he's doing now, it's just, it's causing me some concern and, you know, he's going to have his hands full this week with, uh, with Drake London and um, Kyle Pitts. You know, those are some big guys, so it's not going to be easy for him. I know they're kind of inexperienced and they don't have a great quarterback throwing them the ball, but, you know, he, he can't take any weeks off. Not when you're making $20, $20 million a year as a cornerback. All right, you already started it. Let's go on to the ATL, Bry. All right, we're playing Atlanta Falcon team that's got Marcus Mariota. Uh, they do actually have a decent running back, and why am I not thinking of it? Cordell Patterson, right? Yep. Uh, you got Kyle Pitts. You got Drake London. Um, you should be able to beat this team, Bry. Um, I just uh, – you got to beat this team. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. I mean, you're coming into a tough stretch of your schedule. And to close out the first quarter of your season, three and one, not bad when you should be four. No, I mean, we're going to look back on that jets game for a very long time of what the hell happened with that thing. So Brian, why don't you give us some uh, keys to victory and some things we have to do for uh, beating Atlanta. On offense. It's just, uh, you know, copy and paste same game plan that we had last week. Be patient with the rush running game. Um, I think I heard something today that the Browns have more rushing yards than they do passing yards, which kind of seems unfathomable. But, um, hey, it's working for them. And it's kind of what we've wanted for the last year, two years with Chubb and Hunt. And they're finally doing it. Brissett's not turning the ball over, and he's making timely passes. So keep doing that on offense. You know, they saw what Njoku can do, so they're probably going to take him away. But you know, get DPJ back involved. I've liked the creativity I've seen through the first three weeks. They had like a, what was it, like a reverse, double reverse screen pass or something that they did this past week against. Back to Hunt. Yeah, against Pittsburgh. I mean, it got it, it wasn't a huge play, but it got him a first down. Got him 11, 12 yards or something like that. Right. That shit scares me, though. Flea flicker from your own end zone. <laughs> that shit scares me. Bri. Yeah, but they're, but they're, they're smart about it. I, I trust the fancy. I trust uh, Jacoby Brissett, you know, not to make those big mistakes. So, yeah, I mix in a couple of those with Anthony Schwartz, um, you know, get DPJ back involved. I think Cooper's the real deal. I think he's your number one. I think you can count on him every single week. Um, so that's the offensive uh, equation to victory. Defensively, we're going to need our our secondary to step up to make plays. Um, but most importantly, and what we didn't do against Pittsburgh, even with Miles Garrett, is we did not get pressure on the quarterback when we blitzed. And too many times you see the blitz not get there or the quarterback sidestep the blitz. So 
when you're going to blitz, you have to get him down or you have to affect his pass because you're just leaving your, your DBs on out there to dry. And it, it happened time and time again. And if Mitch Trubisky can do it, I know Marcus Mariota can beat you that way too. So when you blitz, you have to affect the play. Um, and you just have to, you have to get pressure on him. And you, with Mariota, he's also a rushing quarterback. So that's kind of something we haven't really seen. I know Trubisky's done it in the past, but uh, but you got that dual threat now with, with Mariota, so you got to be ready for that. So hopefully JOK can be ready and our linebackers will be ready for it. But, um, it, yeah, I don't think it's going to be easy as everyone thinks. We saw um, they have a little bit of rushing game too. I think I heard uh, Cordero Patterson is second in the league in rushing to Nick Chubb now. So, I mean, this offense, I know they don't have really household names, but they got some talent on it. So your defense is going to have to show up, and we need the defense from the second half rather than the first half. All right. So uh, Chris chimed in and said, what's the JOK injury story? I believe it's a groin. Yeah. It, there was they a called it a quad, but he was yeah. like stretching out his groin. So I'm pretty sure it's just a minor groin pool. I mean, hey. Get, I'm never mind. Cheap joke. I'm not even going to do it. Low we'll find fruit. out tomorrow. I think low I think, hanging I think... fruit. I could just knock this out of the park with Deshaun Watson, but I'm not. Have another. To... Oh come on. Not going to do it, but it's okay. Um, I'm kind of with you. You got to keep the same game plan that you had all throughout, especially with the offense. Um, Chubb and Hunt. Screen passes, Bry. Screen passes work. I know they do. I, I wish they would do them more. We had a tight end screen to Najoku that that got a lot of yards uh, this past week. So, well, yes, and he would be a great QB spy on Mariota, but also I want him blitzing Mariota. If yeah, I can get JOK, be a great one. I I want JOK blitzing Mariota like you wouldn't believe, and then having Delpit or well, and having Delpit or Johnson on top of uh, Kyle Pitts. That's the other thing. You got a very athletic tight end mm-hmm. that can actually get up and get high. You know, you got to have somebody that can actually cover him and that's fast. And I'd rather have Delpit on him, but, you know, Delpit hasn't had the greatest year starting out either, trying to play hero ball. But, um, <clears throat> no, you just got to keep what doing what you're doing, even little wide receiver screens, just to stretch okay. out the offense a little bit. Like, I mean, we have Schwartz for a reason. I mean, throw a little wide receiver screen or a cream hunt out there on the flat and just get a couple yards just to stretch the defense out so they're not playing eight in the box, give you a little bit of room, a little bit of wiggle room to get your blockers through there to get into the second wave and then letting Chubb and Hunt do what they do. Um, Defense, Bry, I am 100% with you. Um, Somebody's got to get pressure. I don't care who it is. It's going to be hard because with Garrett Clowney, but somebody on this defense has got to step up and get pressure on the quarterback. And I mean, not a little bit pressure. I want to see it from the inside. I don't care if he runs the outside a little bit on me because we have the linebackers and the corners that are quick enough to catch him. I want some straight up pressure from the inside. I want Elliot. Was it uh Togi? Perion Winfrey. I want you guys right up the middle on this guy and come right at his face. Because if you can do that, get some happy feet, get some off balance, and then let the guys on the outside. Alex Wright, need a big game from you. They brought up Curtis Weaver from the um, 
practice squad. Need mm-hmm. you to step in, stop the run on the other side. We need this defensive line, especially with your stars out, to step up and step out. And you guys have to play a great game for us to come out of Atlanta with a win. I have a feeling it's going to be in the trenches, Bry. And for some odd reason, for Cleveland, it's always in the trenches. So I think our defensive line and our offensive line need to control this game. Absolutely. All right. right. Now it is time for one of our – actually, I forgot our fantasy football update, Brian. Go for it. All right. It is time for your legal handle the face fantasy football update. All right. So this week you had Team Span beating Fatty's Happy Endings 110 to 84. You have Wonder Years beating Team Big Meat 138 to 105. You have Team Big Rod beating, I believe it's Harold, 110 to 82. Is Harold um, able to get in? Did you check? I have not checked. I haven't seen him. Okay. So give me gotcha. one. Gotcha. You have Portage County Prostitutes, 111 over 100 of the fantasy football team. You have the Dog Pound Boys. Beating Big Bry 137-128. And then you have the Lyman Lounge beating the Juice 102 to 83. And then Giggles. Holy hell, Giggles. Yeah. Lauren 155 to Baldy Locks's 98. Let's take a look at the league standings. Uh sitting well atop. Uh Giggles and Dog Pound Boys are all three and oh. And then we have nice. Big Bry, Baldy Locks, and Harold, all 0 and 3. And everybody else in between is 1 and 2 or 2 and 1. So, mm-hmm. <coughs> Bry, you're getting a tough go of this, bud. I, I'm not that guy, but I think I've, every week I've played somebody who's just kind of gone off, and, and it happened again this I mean, week. Uh, so, hold on. it, it is- just kind of happens. Let me go back to Giggles. Who does Giggles have on her team? That she She's got on? Lamar Jackson and Mark points. Andrews. And they got like a total of 75 points, I think. Actually, 80. 80 points. Yeah. So the two of them. Yeah, get that stack. Really That's going to be gold. She had uh, Jones, wide receiver from Jacksonville, on the bench that had 25 points. Did he really? Zay Jones had 20? 20. 24.5. I mean, on my wow. team, I had... My bench had my bench went off on my team. I had a couple. Uh, let's see here. I had Gordon went off for seventeen. Uh, Palmer Jordan Palmer went off for sixteen, and Chase Edmonds went off for sixteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, a couple scores. Man, what the hell? Well, it's going to be a while. Fun. While we're on fantasy, um, it will be. It always is. Um, I the last play on the Browns game where they recovered the touchdown, the co- recovered the fumble in the end zone for a touchdown. Yeah, I won two fantasy matchups because of that one play. I had the Browns defense in one. Oh shit! So they got they got a, re- a fumble recovery and a touchdown. I ended up winning that by one point against my uncle. Shout out, Uncle John. Sorry about your yeah. luck. And then I had in my other one, I won by half a point. Um, because she had Najee Harris, who got credited with the fumble, so that's negative two. So nice. I was pretty happy. Looking back on that, it's kind of funny that uh, that goes back to Thursday night was the difference. But yeah, that irrelevant play 
got me two wins. Chris said he lost a fantasy match because of that play. Yep. Sorry, Chris. Well, <laughs> can't right. be too upset because it was the Browns making a play. That is true. But, Brian, you know what it's time for? And now it's time for Fat Boy Tuesday. Oh, Bri, Fat Boy Tuesday. The air is crisp. Leaves are changing colors. And it's time for Crock-Pot season, buddy. So, Before you get too nostalgic, do you want to do our uh, picks for this week? Oh, yeah. I forgot about our picks this week. I'm sorry, bud. Yes. I got you. Um, I Last week, my uh, schneid, my 31 to nothing didn't happen. But I also but, picked 31 to 10 as a backup. And I was pretty close but to it. you got the pick right. And you covered uh, the spread, so you got two wins there. Yeah. Shit, hell yeah. Yeah. So you got two wins. So you got off the Schneid. You got a. You're you're one and two against the spread, and you're one and two with your Browns picks this year. Okay, that's perfect. Where are you at now? I am two and one with my Browns picks, and I'm tied with you. I'm one and two against the spread. Oh man! All right. So what's the spread on this one, buddy? Well, that's where I need your help. I think it's two. I think the Browns might be favored by two. All right, hold on. All right, spread. Browns, keep talking. We can't have that. Yeah, anymore. I'll give you. I'll give you my picks, and and it's not going to affect what the spread is. I'll give you the picks, and then we can go from there. So I got the Browns twenty-seven, and the Falcons twenty-four. I got the Browns winning by three. Um, let's see here. Why can't I find a spread? Sometimes ESPN.com will have it if you open your ESPN app. <coughs> or you could just give me, you could give me uh, whatever you think the score is going to be, and then Browns are minus two and a half. Two and a half. Okay, so two and a half. So I got the Browns uh, covering. I guess. So I got one by three, and the spread's two and a half. So I got the Browns winning and covering by half a point. What's your score? 27-24. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. All right. So, Brian, mm, I love that. I love the certain number that I got in my head, but I don't know if it will do. But I'm going to go uh, Cleveland Browns 32. Mm-hmm. And the Falcons 24. So you got the Browns winning and covering as well. Um, this offense is playing way too good, Bry. They really are. A little more, right? Yeah. And I, I mean, if, you, if you're not turning the ball over, how do you beat us? And I think I saw a stat that says we are the most point productive team at 85 points already in this season. We have the most points in the NFL. I think so. Is that right? Holy cow. I think it was. It said the Browns had thunk 80, that? 85, and then I can't remember who was behind us. Or maybe like the most like efficiency rating. The Browns might be like the most efficient offense. Might be. Because I'm trying to think like Buffalo scored like 40 and 30. It um, might be most efficient. Yeah. I, I would believe that one. I would believe that stat that they're the most efficient. I mean, they now, don't, it's crazy. They don't turn the ball over. Now, don't forget, next week we are giving away T-shirts. Cool. The following week, the fat guy will be at a mac and cheese contest with, oh, I'm pretty yeah. sure, Big Boy Phillips is coming out. 
Oh, is that what you talked to him about? Uh, I think so. I think he might be talking to the wife and coming out and tailgate with us. So I had a I had a Labuglio ask me about going down to tailgating and then going to a bar to watch the game. So I kind of told him I was thinking about going down for the ninth. So he might join us too. Nice. Heck yeah, we're gonna have a good time. All right, Bad oh, Boy yeah. Tuesday, chili and crockpots, baby. Let's get into it. Uh, had the first chili of the season this weekend, Bri. The wife made chili on Saturday. God, there's just something about chili and fall. I don't know what it is, but also I got brought up that uh, Ted Mack, our boy from West Virginia, who he loves so much, brought up that the uh, air fryer is making the crock pot a run for its money when it mm. comes to fall foods. What? Now, the reason why I love the crock pot so much, you can sit and forget it. You can go to work. You can have a stew in there, pot roast, a soup. And when you come back, that thing is piping hot, especially after a cold day of, like, me working outside. Uh, I don't know if you work outside anymore. Um, Not much. (laughs) When you're working outside, you get that cold fall day where you just can't get warm. And you come home and that crock pot's already done with a chili or a potato soup or pot roast or anything of that nature and it's just ready to go all you gotta do is just eat so bry um when are you going to bust out your first chili of the fall era and also let's get into some of our favorite crock pot foods because we do this every year i mean we got dips we got cheesy potatoes we got anything and everything with crock pot so why don't we name off some of our favorite crock pot recipes for everybody that's watching yeah, I, I was kind of, it's funny that you bring it up because I was sniffing around a chili uh, yesterday. I didn't get any, but I kind of looked at it. I was like, oh man, that looks pretty good. We went to a restaurant and they had like a salad and a soup and salad bar. And so I was kind of looking at the chili. Um, I don't get chili a ton. My wife doesn't like beans. So most chilies have beans. She likes everything else that's in a chili. She's just not a big fan of beans. So I don't get chili a ton. But uh, if I go to uh, parties, you know, football watching parties, I'll always get chili if they have it there. It takes me back to we would always go sled riding at uh, at the Apple Farm at my grandparents. And we'd come in from sled riding and just get a big old bowl of chili. So that's what chili takes me back to. And my grandma put um little elbow macaroni in her chili. Um, so it's kind of like a Cincinnati style. Um, but yeah, what's that? We call that goulash. Goulash. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You could call that goulash too. Yeah. I've heard that as well. Um, so I haven't had any chili yet, but you're, you're making a good case for it. Dude. It just, it hit perfect. Um, Buffalo chicken the, dip. I mean, Craig, oh, yeah, absolutely can't. knocked out of the park. I mean, it's, uh, you're, you're going to have like, you know, Bryce meatballs, which I made a batch of meatballs tonight for my kids. I made some barbecue uh, meatballs. No, no, no. I made sweet and sour ones to go over top of rice. It was a nice little how dinner. You, for how do you what? So just sweet and sour sauce? Yeah, just sweet and sour sauce. Oh, nice. That you get from uh, uh, GFS. Nice. Um, but I mean, you got buffalo chicken dip. You got like spinach artichoke dip. You got uh, my favorite is my sister's con queso that she makes with the Hormel chili and the Velveeta cheese. Mm-hmm. You have 
I mean, dips, smokies, little uh, cocktail weenies, and uh, oh yeah, oh uh, you can't go wrong with that. You oh. got shredded chicken. Oh, Bri, shredded chicken out of. Oh, you can tell I haven't eaten today. Um, <laughs> it's just crockpot food is just so easy to make. You just throw everything in. Like my favorite thing to make for my family when we get like a really busy week is I'll take some kibasa, some red potatoes, <coughs> and green beans and just throw it all in a crock pot and cook it together. And it's a nice little hearty meal for when you get home. Just cut in and go. Um, you got your pork loin with sauerkraut. Um, I mean, Brian, you've made so much stuff in crock. Like, I'm telling you what, your meatballs are actually one of the best. I well, can't say that on this show because Justin will turn this a whole day. He's sleeping. It doesn't matter. Your meatballs taste delicious. Oh, I know. Right. It was it was my mom's. So it started with my mom. She just kind of uh, she started making them, and I kind of tweaked it just a little bit and not a major change or anything like that. But, yeah, people gobble up my balls. They, they love them um, wherever I take them. So. But yeah, normally your I, balls are with you wherever you go. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, that's why I'm such a popular guy. Um, but so, like, I, I kind of always forget about crockpot foods because, like you said, it's it seems like you only have them in the cold months. Um, so yeah, you're just kind of getting me into the mood right now of the crockpot foods, and I mean, just to go to show you how much I love me some crockpot foods, we go to. Uh, Hawking Hills in January every year with my family, and one night, the first night is always crockpot night, and we always have a ton left over. I go back for seconds crockpot night on Saturday night. While everyone else is eating steaks and baked potatoes, I'm eating one-day-old crockpot food. So, that's, yeah. That's the, I don't know if I ever the, told you that, but it's um, legit. Dude, that's, no, that's the best. Like, my family <laughs> won't touch. So, like, Chili to me, I like chili cooked. And I mean, like, not a little bit cooked. Like, when you're looking at the crock pot and you see that black layer that's mm -hmm. on top of the chili, that's when I get my chili because everybody else is like, oh, this tastes so good. No, I want that chili to be in there for like at least a day and a half, just fighting with the it. crispy on the side. Oh. oh, and then also, here's one soup, beans, and ham. Mm hmm. Oh, uh, can't go wrong with some cornbread, soup, beans, and ham. That's what uh, Juice wasn't Juice telling us about that. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> so good. Like, my dad will make it. And, like, this is what is, is fun for me because my dad doesn't cook that much. So, like, when I go down to my dad's during the fall, he'll have, like, sausage and sauerkraut in the crock pot just cooking. And he goes, if you want potatoes, just cook them up. I'm like, okay, well, at least mm -hmm. you made the sausage. <laughs> Crowd, dad thank you <laughs> um hold on are you guys tailgating top dog tailgate western summit october 9th craig we are at least i am i have not got 100 percent from bry but i will be there uh i'll Try be there 9 30 ish 10 o'clock maybe a little bit beforehand because <laughs> me uh myself and nick wilson from 92.3 the fan are the judges for the mac and cheese contest so I can't wait. So can't wait to see you, bud. We'll have a beer together. All awesome. Right. Let's see here. Give me 
a top two, like if you're going to go crockpot food, give me your two favorite crockpot foods before we get into top two. Yeah, sure. I'll take the meatballs out of it because they're kind of, yeah, I, I, they're just on a different level. But um, even though it's not traditionally a crockpot food, um, cheesy potatoes, I've seen them done in crockpots. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just can't get enough of them, no matter how you cook them. So, cheesy potatoes with cornflakes on top, they'd be number two. Number one, man, it's hard to beat buffalo chicken dip. I really, I, I don't know if I can find anything better than that, to be honest. Now, is it weird that I turn it into a buffalo chicken sandwich? No, hell, I'd do that. That sounds okay. fantastic. Uh, that's, that's what I do sometimes with, with the meatballs. I'll take out a hot dog bun and I'll just make right it a meatball up. sandwich. Mm-hmm. With some, sure. cheese, some mozzarella on top of that. You know it. Bro, you and I are like on the same way. Like I sit there and I some look at the chicken dip and I'm like, yeah, it looks good on a tortilla. I wonder how this would taste on a hamburger bun mm-hmm. or a pretzel bun. Oh, yeah. All right. So my number two, I uh, got to go with my sister's and it's cheap, easy. It's Hormel chili with the Rodella, whatever the heck they are, the chilies and then the Velveeta cheese. Chili cheese dip, uh, you can't go wrong. You get, and you can dip it with Doritos. You can dip it with Tostitos. You can dip it with whatever you want to dip it with. It still tastes good. Uh, my number one though, Bry, and I am very particular about it. If you get a good pot roast with the potatoes, carrots, a one sauce over everything, just there's just something about a hearty meal like that that just. Uh, I'm excited now. I'm going to go downstairs and eat. Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait, Brian. I am starving. As you can tell, I'm getting I'm getting excited. Hey, mm-hmm. what I did at work today. Now, here's a bonus one for you. I got egg McMuffins at work today. Legit egg McMuffins? Or what do you mean? Legit egg McMuffins. The mechanics went out for egg McMuffins today. Egg McMuffins, though? I'd rather yeah. have a sausage McMuffin. No, sausage egg McMuffin. Oh, okay. I got you. You like got the, sausage on there. Um, too. I want the little cheap sausage McMuffin. There's an egg on that thing. Now, do you go white egg or the yellow egg? It's McDonald's. I don't care what egg it is. Really? I got it. If I got the white egg, I'd throw it out. Right. You're a nasty to me. Oh, I, I'm goodness. just I'm just saying. And I know. People egg. tell you it's healthier, but man, it tastes right. like it's all it's all the same egg. To me. It's all the same egg. Uh, it tastes like oh my lord, we're going to crap. Have to, we're going to get you over this. We're going to get in. We're going to have to go back to the list of Bryce not likes. <laughs> now it's something I've actually eaten, and it's just I don't know. Maybe, maybe me with uh, with what I'm dealing with, it just has a terrible aftertaste. It's not good. All right, so before we get into our top three, because I don't want to forget it because it crossed my mind now, we are going to do our trivia right now, Bri. So I don't Yeah. Forget. So our trivia yep. answer, our trivia question was the amount of money in between the Los Angeles Dodgers, who is number one in payroll, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. And your Cleveland Guardians, who is fourth from last, correct? Correct. All right, so I'm going to go with a whopping $222 million. Wow. Um, it's in the ballpark. 
Uh, it was actually 197. So the uh, Guardians have a 68 million dollar payroll, and the Dodgers have 265. So almost wow. 200 more million. I mean, what would the Guardians do with an extra million dollars in payroll? I mean, you, that's four All Stars that you get right there. So yeah. it, it's part of the reason that I can't get 100% in on baseball just because no, not everybody's playing on the same playing field. I think what they should do, honestly, to bring fans back in, cut the season down to 100 games, okay? Make a cap on the amount what you could do. Like, you know how the NBA says you can have three superstars, but you can't have four? You know, like that kind of like max deal kind of thing. Like you can max deal three people, but you can't max deal everybody. And just I mean, see what happens there. But I know the players union won't go for it. The owners won't go for it. So. Right. And, and that's why, to me, it, it's almost an amateur sport. Uh, I hate to be that harsh with it, but look at college football. Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia. They're not playing on the same playing field as Kansas, Oregon State, and Washington. You know, they're going to get the better players than these other teams. So, you know, if you're not a moron, you can see that they're going to have better teams than these other teams. Yeah, but so the, I, the I mean, is, though, Brian, you say that, but the transfer portal has changed the college landscape a little bit because but, all these, but all not these, enough. I mean, well, I know, yet, not yet, but all these five stars that commit to Alabama and they get to Alabama and are like, yeah, you're not starting right away. Well, I want to play. Well, you're not starting here. You're not good enough yet. Transfer somewhere else. So there's, but it, there's it could also hard. benefit them. It benefited Ohio State with Justin Fields. Uh, I'm not saying it didn't benefit Ohio State with Justin Fields, but at the point in time, that was a little different because it was a senior quarterback. That was Jake Fromm taking over a Georgia team that was, you know, he was a fifth year senior. What are you going to do? Yeah. I'm just, I, I think. I'll believe it once I start seeing like there's not no, being no, I, that I, much I, separation. Right, like so, to bring it back to um, baseball, when the Yankees and the Dodgers aren't dominating, you know, I know that the Mets are up there too. Um, and, you know, whatever team Jeff Bezos decides to buy, will probably be a, a giant, uh, have a huge advantage over everyone else too. But yeah, a cap. G- give us cap or, and also it could help to have you have to a minimum spending because I mean, to have that much discrepancy in like, it's just $200 million. I mean, the, the Dodgers are paying their guys four times what the guardians are. It's just, it's absurd. I know. By NFL football's King. It's by the way, it could be the chargers. It could be, you know, the jets in a couple of years, who knows? They're all the same chance. Wasn't it the uh, wonderful Mike Trout is getting paid the same as our payroll? I wouldn't be shocked. Like, yeah, I, I get it, Bri. Uh, you know, but I, I know it, it's my once a year, I got to bring it up and, and bitch and complain you know, as if it's going to make though, any difference. You, you say that, and for the past, let's just say 12 years. Cleveland has had a competitive baseball team. Sure. They might, they, they might but not be the best, 
but they've made the playoffs nine out of 11 years. They've had winning records ever since. Have they really? I didn't hear that. Nine out of 11 years. That's impressive. Well, I don't know if they've made the playoffs. And I, I know that out of nine out of 11, they've had over 500 record. Oh, still impressive. But I mean, that's, that's not Pittsburgh going into the tank. That's not Baltimore going in the tank, winning 40 games a year. I mean, mm-hmm. this team has always been competitive team, and it just – I just feel bad because I think they deserve more than what they get. I really Absolutely. do. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, Kev, Kev's on board with us because he was kind of excited to hear about our top three, which is coming up right about now. All right, so Brian, we're getting into our top three guardians of the year. All right, it could be your favorite player, it could be the person that you think has pushed them to the playoffs, it could be just the bat boy, whatever you choose. All right, so Brian, do you want to go first? You want me to go first? I don't care, you can go first. All right, so my number three guardian of the year. Josh Naylor. I don't know what it is about that big boy, but I love him. Hair flying, head button Tito. You can't go wrong with that guy. So, Bri, why don't you give me your number three? We'll alternate back and forth this one. I like that. Sure. Yep, I got Quan at number three. Um, All right. Just coming out of nowhere, providing the spark that he did. And, I mean, he's just been fun to watch all year long, and he's doing it kind of unconventionally. You know, he's not hitting bombs. He's not knocking in a ton of runs, but, uh, but yeah, I don't even know if they expected a whole lot from him at the start of the year, but he keeps showing up. And I mean, he's, he's got that Cleveland mentality, you know, people counting him out and he just keeps showing up and performing. Yes, he does. Craig Foster, Jose Ramirez is his number one, number two, Josh Naylor, number three, Quan. not a bad top three. Sure. Now, Brian, my number two, Tristan McKenzie. We needed a pitcher to step up on the back end, and he had a couple shaky starts, but there towards the end, Brian, he was pretty much our ace. Striking out 13, doing whatever he had to do, even if he had a shaky first or second inning, he would come back from it. So we kind of had the Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt of pitchers with Bieber and McKenzie right behind him. And McKenzie has grown up a lot. Now, granted, still concerned that a stiff breeze will blow him out in the right field. <laughs> we got to fatten him up a little bit, like fatten him up a little bit. But you know what I mean? Like, Tris McKenzie is my number two. Yeah, I'm starting to realize that probably we should have done number five because he's certainly worthy of being in the top three. There's just a lot of guys. Um, you want to do five? My, no, no, that's fine. I think we're we're getting kind of long here, but I'll, I'll I'll try to keep it short and sweet with this one. And Emmanuel Fosse is my number two. Uh, yeah, to have a stud closer is kind of irreplaceable. You can't put a price tag on what he does for us to close out games. You know, look at. Look at all the heartache we had with the Browns and the Jets because we couldn't close it out. 
So to relate that back to baseball, you know, what he does, just we almost take it for granted because he's so good. And when he does blow a save, it's like, what the heck is wrong with this guy? You can't be perfect, but he's damn close to it. And he's one of the best at his position in Major League Baseball. So I think he deserves to be number two on my list. All right. So number one, I'm with you. My number one. Now, granted, we got Jose Ramirez. I get it. We got Shane Bieber. I get it. My number one, Manuel Clase. We finally got somebody on the back end of this bullpen that will close out the game. And like you said, doesn't blow saves. And if he does, it's, I mean, to have a kid go into the all-star game, it just want to strike out people. Like, how do you feel like being at the all-star game? You're kind of nostalgic. And now I'm just here to strike out people. Like this kid is just something special. And I believe we got him with Corey Kluber. Yeah, so, I think you're right. So, so think about that. We got a legit, probably top three closer in the major league baseball for Corey Kluger. Just all right, Brian, you are number one. Yeah, I um I tried to not go for the obvious answer, but I I didn't want to though to me that would be maybe a little bit disrespectful just because of what he means to this. Uh, organization, this franchise as a whole, uh, Jose Ramirez. I think this team is completely different without him. They they said today that he signed his uh, his extension at the start of the year, but if he didn't sign that, they might have traded him by the deadline, and then you know this team is probably nothing. Um, so just just the fact that he. And it's how it's going to be when you're when you're the Cleveland Guardians and you're in this market. You're going to need guys, superstars, to take less money to stay with you, and that's what he did. And he told his agent he wanted to be in Cleveland, make it happen, get it done. This is where I want to be. And yeah, he is the heart and soul. He is everything. I don't know if any. Cleveland athlete means more to his franchise than what Jose Ramirez does to the Guardians. 100% agree, bud. I mean, he is. I didn't want to put him in there because I thought it was the obvious answer because Jose Sure. Ramirez, no, and I, I get it. Yep. It's just he's the heartbeat it's like of this. Nick Chubb. Yeah. yeah it's, it's what it's, we expect. Hey, it's easy. Oh, who's your number one? Jose Ramirez, let's be honest. Yeah, who's right. your number Nick Chubb. Okay. Oh. But, yeah. You know, like, you can't go back. You, you know, you're trying to pick other things. But uh, Craig said, Guardians score, losing four to three in the top of the six. And you know something, Craig? Um, normally, I would care about that. But I don't give two shits because we're right in the playoffs. So let them lose out if they want to. I don't give a damn. <laughs> Do you know who's pitching against us tonight? Kluber. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. I, wonder, I don't know if he's still in the game or not, but uh... – well, he might be. So, mm-hmm. all right, Bry, great show, bud. I love you, but it's that time. Yes, sir. You got to get out of here. So, Bry, want you? God bless him. God bless you, and my new God bless America. Oh my oh, God, yeah. am I going right to get there. you a new peacock? I am. I'm going to get my you a new my brother and sister in law got that in the mail from them. Uh, 
No kidding. Look at that. Yesterday. So, yeah. I mean, America right there. There it is. All right. Stay tuned. Next week, we are giving away T-shirts. So, make sure you stay tuned to our Twitter, our Facebook, and I might put something a little out on a few messages with friends and family. So, tune in next week for some free T-shirt action. Uh, it be trivia action also. Uh, Bri, we got to thank our troops and our first responders. Can't thank them enough for everything. For sure. We got to thank Hero Kill for taking a chance on us and supporting us the way he does. Um, he's been amazing to us with the free garb that we got. Uh, I still have all your garb here. I got to see you soon so I can give you all your stuff. But on that note, Brian, we are definitely uncorked, unloaded, and we're out. Go Browns, go Cavs, go Gardos. Sweet.